Welcome to the Happy Holy Podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, a doctor of traditional naturopathy and certified brain health professional. Now, those of you that know Happy Holy You, you know that we are all about health and well-being, and we combine all the physical aspects, nutritional aspects, as well as the energetic and emotional aspects to well-being. So on this podcast, you guys, you are going to get a variety of information with different topics that can range from brain health all the way to how your energy field impacts your overall health and well-being. Now, let me remind you that we are not giving medical advice on this podcast, and these are just our personal experiences and information that we are sharing. If you do have any physical or any mental challenges going on in your life, we highly recommend that you seek a medical professional that you have a strong relationship with. All right, you guys, we are going to get started. So here we go. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of the Happy Whole You Podcast. And today I have a returning guest, Dr. Kristen Willemere. And let me tell you, she was on episode 47, and this is going to be our 130th episode. And I'm so excited to have Dr. Willemere back. She is the most amazing neuroscientist that I know. Actually, she is the only one. And let me tell you about her. And I would love for you to go back and listen to episode number 47 and hear our conversation back when and compare it to now. And you'll you'll listen and hear some similar conversations. But there's this episode that we just recorded is jam-packed with some really good things to help with your brain health. And she has over 39 published publications. She has her bachelor's in psychology, a master's in physiological science, a PhD in neurobiology, a postdoctoral research in neurology, and she has studied degenerative diseases such as Parkinson's. She has done an NIH fellowship She's just amazing. She's done studies with NFL players and CTE impact on their brain. And she just has so much knowledge and she's lovely. And I'm excited for you guys to hear her on this episode. And also we have this episode on the YouTube link as well. So you can go ahead and check us out on YouTube and share this episode if you really like it. All right, you guys, here we go. All right, Dr. Kristen Willemere, thank you for joining me today. Oh, well, thank you for having me back on, Anna Marie. You look beautiful as always. Oh, thank you. You're so kind and so intelligent and so sweet. That's you too. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, which is why, you know, we talked earlier about how refreshers are so important Mm -hmm. And wanted to use this opportunity to record this podcast to give everyone refreshers on how we can protect our brain, increase blood flow, you know, do the things that are neuroprotective for us. And you have such a great message. And yeah, I just want you to share your knowledge with everyone. Well, I'm excited. And you know, there's a part of me that wants to turn the tables on you and ask you (laughs) what you do to take care of your brain health, because I know that you are such a proponent of just taking great care of your brain and your body and you have such advanced knowledge. So before I give some refreshers, tell me one thing that you do every day to take care of your brain health. Oh gosh. One thing I've got to put you on the spot. Yeah. (laughs) 
Honestly, I, this is so crazy because how I used to be to now, I actually take time to just breathe and calm my mind. Yes. And like, it's literally taking myself from that sympathetic fight or flight to getting into parasympathetic, the rest digest. And I always used to live at such a heightened state that I have a tendency to be like, go, go, go. And I just step back and I have to just say, everything's okay. And when I do that, I stopped attaching meaning to everything, which creates those strong neural pathways. Because when we attach meaning, we attach, usually it's an emotion with that meaning. And so the very things I don't want to worry about or stress about, I just, if they come in, I just like kind of giggle at them. I take a deep breath. I calm myself and then I let them pass. So in terms of protecting my brain, I, that monkey mind, I'm like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. So I don't entertain it. I don't, I don't let it run wild, which I felt has really protected my brain and actually my body. Cause it keeps me in that more centered homeostasis balance. Present time consciousness, mm-hmm. as we like to say, instead of worrying about the future or thinking about the past, yeah. you're just yeah. in the here and now where we have access to our infinite wisdom and our sort of the problem solving sort of capacity that we innately have. You know, people, I think, underestimate the power of the breath to calm oh, and center. And I love that you started with this as your sort of brain health hack for people, because it is probably one of the least utilized, but sort of very necessary components. Yes. Absolutely. I like my son. I dropped off this morning to go yes. on an airplane by himself. <laughs> well, how old is he? He's 13. Okay. Oh, so yes. This traveling alone. <laughs> he just landed in Phoenix, actually, before we jumped on. And then he's getting a flight to San Antonio. He's going to be at a personal growth camp for a week. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's very progressive. I had access to that when I was a kid. Right. Like, I. You know, you, I would normally like, it's like, okay, like there's all these worries I could worry about, but I just have to trust and just breathe that everything's going to be fine. Like really, because I've had so many people be like, oh my gosh, you're letting your son travel on his own. And like, you know, just all the work around it. Well, I will tell you, you're talking to the child of an airline pilot. So my father was a pilot for Pan American. So he flew 747s all over the world. And I'll never forget my mom put me on an airplane by myself. I want to say when I was seven or eight, I was fairly young Mm -hmm. and I was so excited because the flight attendants, you know, when they know they've got Oh, they hook passenger. you up. <laughs> oh, they take care of you. You get your little wings, you know, and uh-huh. she would, she had sent me to go see her sister. We were living in Chicago and her sister was in Erie, Pennsylvania. And I would go there for summer camp. You know, we called it uh-huh. Camp Ferncliff because she lived on the water and there was all kinds of fun things to do. But my mom, of course, was a nervous wreck, just like you. But, you know, I made it safely to the other side and had a blast. And so, but what you're talking about, you know, we have worries. I mean, my God, we have thousands of thoughts in a day, Mm -hmm. thousands of choices that we make in a day. So when we get into that space of worry to take the breath and center is really smart. Yes. Yeah. It's the ultimate biohack 
because our brain is literally the strongest pharmacy on planet earth. So it, it really <laughs> is. And you know, uh, for the listeners, so I used to work at the Amen clinics, which is a, a very well-known psychiatric clinic in the United States. And we used brain imaging to help target and treat people with psychiatric disorders. Okay. So now you have the preamble. So Dr. Amen, the owner of this clinic at that time, I think we had six or seven clinics, 150 employees. And what I loved about him, you know, because I was his research director, I was in his office every single day. And before we'd start our meetings, he was so cute. He would sit there and he'd close his eyes and he'd take a deep breath and he'd hold his hands out like this. And he'd just go and quietly just take the deep breath. And then he'd go, good morning. Oh, for you today and you know it calms the mind it calms the heart rate it calms the blood pressure and he would always start from that space of calm so just to extend that point yeah that's a it's a great brain health and just by him doing that it helps like when you did that that helped calm me it's like isn't that it called is. like neuro uh, it's synchronization. Yeah. It's attunement. It's almost like you're attuning to the same space that that person is in and you're attuning to that calmer or grounded place. And when we're calm and grounded, we can actually access sort of our highest mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry. Yeah. And I think too, like, me staying in that calm space, like for my son. So for any parents or grandparents out there, aunts, uncles, when we have children and I mean, whether it be employees, your team, your research team, or even like kids, Kim's kids are so more, so much more heightened and anxious these days. I've been experiencing that more and more as I see children and just you calming yourself helps protect them and calm them and i think we we forget about that like we parents really, yeah. yeah you underestimate the power of your calm mm-hmm. positively influencing your children's calm yeah you know, and, and sense of just peace and you know sort of as we're talking about brain health one of the things that parents can do in the home to keep that calm environment is to play either classical music Hmm. or sort of, I mean, now there's all sorts of things that you can get on the internet and CDs that would have music that could put you or your children into either an alpha state, which is relaxed and calm. So if your breath isn't quite doing it, because some people who are anxious trying to do it, they might go, I've seen people try to breathe like that. And they're like, (laughs) like the very sort of forced breath. But you can use music in your home to calm the mind and put it into that alpha brainwave state, which is the same state that we get in when we're relaxed and focused. For those who choose to meditate, you go into that alpha state, which is where you're more creative. Again, you can access your highest wisdom. What is beautiful, if you play this music, even on level one so you could have it traveling throughout your home and you may not be able to hear it but the frequency is still traveling through your home so if you're a mom who's got the anxious kiddos and you're trying to figure out what you can do to calm the whole house down um, try that 
technique and you could you could have it on your computer and you know get it through your computer and have it go through the home or i would do it in the clinical space you know when i would have to see five or six patients in a row in a psychiatric mm -hmm. clinic where we see patients with anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, schizoaffective disorder, PTSD, sort of have this sort of rolling out of people with these various issues in the mind and they're coming into the space in my environment. So I would always have the music on, playing so low that they wouldn't be able to detect it. Um, I had a little bit of aromatherapy going. I put a diffuser behind a plant that I had in the office. So you, you couldn't see it, but I might have a little bit of lemon or mm -hmm. citrus, something yes. very pleasant, but not, not overpowering. So you walked in and it was very subtle. I might dilute it to the point where, you know, it was barely detectable, but a pleasant scent. And I would just set the environment and the space so people could come in and relax. And then when they left and I'd have the next anxious person in my <laughs> office, they would go, oh, it's so yes. peaceful in here. Yes. I just love that because that's just such, those are two simple hacks. I feel so lucky because happy whole you, I'm in my hey. office right now. Yes. <laughs> And when, my door, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and when my door is open, we do, we have essential oils. It's a very, yeah. it's a light citrusy type of vibe. Like you just talked about, right. and we have some spa kind of binaural beat music playing yeah. the of love and compassion Yes, it's just in the background. Every single person that walks in that door brand new, the first thing they say is, oh, I just feel so calm or smells so good in here. And it's like. Like, I don't know why more doctor's offices don't do that. Like, I remember well, when I saw a psychiatrist for the first time, when I went through my whole brain issue, it yeah. was like dark and dingy and it was, it was not inviting. It was not calming. And you felt like you were in a dungeon and it's like, these are just simple, simple things. You know, this is showing the awakening and the evolution of our consciousness. I will tell you to that point, when I started taking our dog in to get his teeth cleaned, there was a place here in... Los Angeles called Green Dog Dental. And I walked him in and it was the whole spa environment. They had the beautiful music, they had the misters going and they would take the dogs in the back and give them acupressure for, yeah. they would then open their mouth and use the very sharp tools. And, you know, for a lot of people who have doggos, sometimes they need to be anesthetized to be mm -hmm. able to get the teeth cleaning every six months. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of anesthetizing you know, anesthetizing the dogs. Just you think about the long-term impacts on cognitive health yeah. and their very short lifespan. So because they created that environment for him, you know, he was a Jack Russell Terrier. Those are very anxious dogs. He would calm down and would be able to get his procedure done without anesthesia. Now it doesn't work all the time, but again, yeah. that was just an application that we use for pets. So to your point, you know, more that doctor's offices, you know, start to employ these sort of things. I know they feel very new agey to certain people and the traditional medical establishment likes to keep a very sterile environment. But I think there's areas where we could soften that. Even yeah. the lighting in your home, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of having the bright fluorescent light bulbs, um, which again, 
that's a visual, something coming into our visual centers and can be overly stimulating. You know, there are light bulbs that you can put in the softer bulbs, the ones that mimic outdoor light, mm-hmm. um, which I would yes. recommend putting in your home. So look, I didn't, here we are, I'm talking about brain hacks and I'm not talking about hydration and the Mediterranean diet and intermittent <laughs> fasting and getting a great sleep. I'm actually talking about really underutilized tools that can completely change your environment and calm you. And a calm brain is going to extend your health span and your lifespan. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And the lighting thing is, is huge. And, you know, we have all dimmable lights throughout. Yeah, the dimmables are great. Yeah. And in some, some rooms, we just have the lights off and we'll have a salt lamp or, you know, <laughs> very low lighting. And in my house, when we just got our kitchen redone and all that, yeah, I want dimmable. And so they did all the dimmable lights and it does, it makes a huge difference, especially when you're, you know, you're getting ready for bed, you right. finish dinner, turn the lights down, down a little bit, set it's the mood. Perfect. <laughs> I know my husband loves that too. You know, after we have dinner, so we do early dinners now, I mean, I guess I have COVID to thank for that because I used to never cook. So now I cook our dinner around 536. We've eaten by seven. You dim the lights Mm -hmm. so that your body can start to shift from the beta brainwave state, which we're in most of the day, which we need for focusing. Mm -hmm. It's a very high energy state to that sort of quieter, lower energy state. And it's just a nice transition. So we don't have to use our supplements and medications as much. We can just use our environment to help shift us, you know, naturally into that quiet, quieter space to get that deep restorative sleep. So I love the dimmable lights. Again, these are great brain hacks. (laughs) They're they're simple. Yes. Oh, I love it. So, all right. So we, environment, I think, you know, just pointing out, and we've yes. established environment is like everything and these hacks that you can do for your environment to protect your brain to have better brain health. And so what are some other things that you do that maybe people aren't really thinking, thinking about? about. Yeah, yeah, underutilized because like you said, like we've talked about Mediterranean diet before, we've talked yes. about sleeping, we've talked about all that stuff, which right. those of you that I was gonna look before and I didn't do that. So I apologize. I'll put it in the show notes, but the episode you were on before this, because I think this is gonna be episode 130 for us. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> I think amazing. you were the last time I interviewed you, I want to say it was in the first 50 episodes. Wow. So, so yeah, so you guys have to go back and listen to Dr. Willamere's first interview on the podcast where we talk about her book, Biohack Your Brain. It's an amazing book, by the way. It's a great resource. So definitely you can get it on Target, Amazon, wherever. Grab that book because you also have listed in there, I think it's like 10 hacks. It's like right in the beginning of the book. Yes, it's the and first, the first okay. Yeah, the first chapter, I talk about 10 very quick ways you can biohack your brain on a daily basis, right? Because we think about our checklist. Again, my father being a pilot, whenever you fly the plane, you've got the checklist. (laughs) So this is sort of a daily checklist you can do. And it's simple things. Like I talk about having a bowl of blueberries or a bowl Mm -hmm. of fruit that's high in antioxidants. That's That's, That's that's a beautiful... 
I, eating kids. I do blueberries I, literally like four times a week, at least. I, I love blueberries it. right yeah. here. And yeah. This morning, and I will tell you, you already know this, but I'll tell your listeners. So every morning I make a green juice for myself. Or I have one, I do Instacart and I have it brought in from the Robux or the Whole Foods. <laughs> but really one of my favorite brain hacks has been drinking a fresh organic green juice. And when I say greens, you know, think celery, spinach, cucumber, and then I'll add either a pear or a green apple. So I add one fruit because it tastes so good. But I use that to hydrate my brain, right? First thing I get up and I do that. I don't drink coffee. I never have. I grew up with a mother who drank it every day and I made it for her. So maybe oh. I just, I've never gravitated towards coffee. And then working in a brain imaging clinic, one of the first things that we tell patients is you cannot have caffeine before you come in for a brain scan. So yeah. that's no chocolate, you know, no soda, no tea, no coffee. And why is that? Because it's a vasoconstrictor, so it constricts your blood vessels, and that's not going to give us sort of the best picture of your brain health. And one of the things that I've learned, you know, in doing brain imaging is that a cup of coffee is fine per day, but, you know, when you start to have multiple cups, it's yeah. not, again, we were talking about anxiety and ways to reduce stress, you know, that releases cortisol and epinephrine. So your stress levels go up. I know people love coffee, but I think for this podcast, I want to see if I can inspire people to start the day with the green juice, mm. right? The hydration piece and why the juice versus just water. So I think the water is great as well, but you've got living enzymes in there and enzymes are like the spark plugs for all of the cells of your body. You've got the antioxidants, which protect the neurons in your brain, right? And as we age, anybody over the age of 40, the brain starts shrinking. You just lose brain volume and neurons over yeah. time. So that to me is one of the best preventative ways. You've got the antioxidants that protect the neurons from, from dying. So to just do that, whether you order it or you make it yourself, I do 16 ounces. I've done it for 25 years, started wow. doing it. And we, I think, talked about it on the last episode. The reason why I started green juicing is back when I was a basic scientist working in a laboratory and had to keep neurons alive, you know, in a dish for a month to do experiments. Mm -hmm. Neurons are metabolically active, the neurons of your brain. So they release lactic acid and metabolic waste, and you need to flush that out, right? That's why we drink fluids throughout the day to flush mm -hmm. out the metabolic waste. Or if we exercise, we create all this metabolic waste, you need to drink fluids afterwards. So I would have to exchange the media that these cells would sit in from the acidic media to what we'd call a more alkaline media, you know, the pH was, my gosh, I don't remember, it was definitely uh, like 7.2, 7.4. And then I saw when I changed the media, the cell, the neurons in the dish would sprout, oh, wow. you know, the axons and the dendrites would sprout and they'd make more connections with their neighboring cells. And that's what kept them alive was the continued, you know, recycling, taking out the acidic metabolic waste water and putting in the high alkaline nutrient dense water. So I think sort of intuitively, I just started picking up, oh, I have to drink more fluids and the green juicing is alkaline and it's supplements alive. like spirulina, which you yeah. know, I love it. They're living nutrients. So mm -hmm. that's just my little plug for people who, if you love coffee, 
anybody who has more than one cup of coffee, I try to say pair a green juice with each additional cup. So if you have two to three or four cups, just see if you can't also add the juice in because coffee, you know, if you have a lot of acidic foods, not just coffee, but yeah. a high protein diet over time, as we age, you might start to leach minerals from your bones mm -hmm. to help keep the pH of the blood balanced. So one of the best ways to combat that is just a green juice every day. You're you're replenishing and remineralizing so that you don't need to actually leach those from the bones and you don't have osteoporosis. So I know you're, you get what I'm saying. I love it. It's the little, no, I'm so doing important. sort of the bigger pitch, not just for the brain, but for the body yeah. in the long term. Yeah, no, I love that. And that's, you know, there's, it's, you shouldn't take your vitamins with coffee and there's oh. all these different little hacks. And I, so when I redid my kitchen, congratulations, oh, thank you. <laughs> well, that's a big 10, endeavor. <laughs> 10 years to do it. I love it. It's beautiful. Oh. I cook way more in it. And it's just, it's, I feel so fortunate. Well, and they say, isn't that the heart of your home? Your kitchen is the yes. heart of your home. Yes. So you've Absolutely. created that beautiful environment. Yes. So during that time, and this is a little hack for everybody out there. I was, I juiced as well yeah. and I, I didn't have a sink. I didn't have a kitchen. So I looked up a local juice company. Yes. And ever since then, every Wednesday they deliver me juices. I drink them. Usually I say, you know, you drink them within 24 hours, but I drink them yeah. within three days. Sure. And I get like seven 32 ounce juices Yes. And, and I share them with the family and it is like, literally for what it cost me to get all the stuff I was doing and my time and the yes. cleanup, I've just stuck with it and it's local. They locally source it. It's organic. And so I encourage everyone out there. If juicing is like, Oh gosh, I don't know. Find a local, local owned small yes. business juice company. And yes, see if you can work out a deal for weekly juices with them. And trust me, they, I mean, I feel like, I feel like I get a gift every single week and now we sell them here at the center. Um, You're so smart. So I will great. tell you one of the, you know, I work with a bunch of clients and patients and I do have a machine where I can do biofeedback with people. And there's somebody that I'm working with who, you know, has issues with anxiety and stress. But every time I put him on the biofeedback machine, he actually has a beautiful tone. Like everything is very balanced. And so I started digging in a little deeper because I'm like, I typically don't see this in people. What are you doing? And he does everything from saunas and cryotherapy and IV, you know, vitamins. And he takes the nutritional supplements I've recommended. And he also does the juicing. He was so excited to be like, okay, this is what I do every day. Here's my juice. And I said, you know, again, working at the Amen Clinics, I've seen thousands of brain scans. I understand most people, there's a lot of people would be well served to sort of relook at their brain health habits and take better care of their brain health. Most people will never look at their brains. I get that until have a degenerative disease process right. or a neurologist says, you know, we need to do some kind of scan. I have just been in a unique position where I've been able to look at the electrical activity of people's brains, the functional activity, you know, the MRIs, the diffusion tensor imaging. So I see what's going on under the surface, like what a lot of people don't see. And 
to see that somebody has utilized all of these very accessible things that you can do, the juicing, the sauna, the cryotherapy, and to see how well their body has responded. And it's not typical for me to put somebody on the biofeedback machine and see sort of all of the organs are in a place of homeostasis. And I just, I said, just keep what, keep doing what you're doing yeah, because okay. we can work on the brain. I mean, we've got mm -hmm. neurofeedback. We've got so many different ways, you know, to, to help. But the readout to me was the body was responding very positively to the things he was doing. And I do feel like that juice piece, the fresh organic juice, and hey, if you don't want the greens, please, by all means, add the blueberries in, like find something that you love and stick yeah. with it to, to your point you know and even with me if i get really busy you know my husband has always said your time is money if you need to instacart it to get it here so yeah. that you're drinking it by all means but yeah. you know i also invested in a breville juicer from amazon oh, yeah. i, I want to say it's like 80 dollars. it's not that mm -hmm. expensive That's so great. i can make them on my own yeah <laughs> so if i were to encourage people to pick up one brain health habit and if you only did this and nothing else, like I said, I've been doing it 25 years. I'm 50 now and I love it. And you and look I, 30. <laughs> and you look 30. So I, you know, I say that because I actually think it's a really smart thing to do for hydration, for your brain health. You know? mm -hmm. And again, along with all these other little things we've just discussed. So that's one of my favorites. Yes. Oh, yeah. Juicing hands down is is so good. And also with juice, it's actually stage four of water, which has yeah. shown to truly hydrate. And again, you have all the minerals and it's alive and it's it's but so that's good. That's the difference because so, yeah. sometimes people are drinking water and they don't feel hydrated and you need to have a little bit of the sugar. You know, there are receptors on our cells that have what are called glucose transporters. You actually need the sugar to get the minerals into the cells. That's why Gatorade is such a popular drink at sporting events. If you notice, you know, you don't see big pictures of water. Like they don't have yeah. big vats of like, you know, water. Well, they do have water there, but it's Gatorade because you yeah. need to have the combination of a little bit of sugar with the minerals. So what's, you know, the natural Gatorade is fresh green. Yes. <laughs> that are organic. And to your point with the organic, so I, studied Parkinson's disease. I used to study the impact of pesticides on neuronal health. And I had a father who passed with Parkinson's. So I will use this as, you know, the opportunity to share. If you can buy organic, I really recommend it. Even if you have to buy frozen organic, which is cheaper in the long run, because we're talking about habits you're doing every single day that are a force multiplier over decades. The choice to do organic will be of high value for your long-term brain health. Don't underestimate the value of investing in organic. And again, I know it's a little more expensive, but you know, in my mind, the foods that you put in your body, the water, the foods, the quality of foods, mm -hmm. the timing of when you eat is all very important. Yes. Yes. And I was at Costco yesterday. I'm a big fan oh, there of you go. With their organic. Yes. And there was, it was organic blueberries was $5.99. And then non-organic was five forty nine. I'm like, like literally. So the the yeah. depending on the season, because blueberry season is coming in. My sister actually owns a blueberry farm. Oh, I think you told me that. Yeah. I wish I could just wait. Can I order from her? <laughs> yes. So she'll freeze them, which also, yes. like you said, 
frozen blueberries actually have a higher antioxidant rate because they have that stress. They flash freeze, don't they? Yes. So they yes. get them right. They freshly pick them. And if you flash freeze, mm -hmm. that's it's the way to preserve. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yeah. So I am like, so frozen or fresh. It's, I feel like the gap of organic versus non-organic and the cost difference isn't it's what it was. And if you're buying in season, you're going to actually you know, just rotate your foods to the organics, what's in season too. And you're going to end up saving quite a bit and you can buy fresh organic and then freeze them if you really need yes. to. But again, the option of buying frozen organic is already here. It's just Amazing. great. Things are so accessible. You just have they to be are. know and look for it, right? It's education for right. us. Once we're educated, then we're like, oh, okay. I never thought to go buy frozen organic blueberries or frozen organic cherries, which is my new favorite, favorite. frozen oh. organic mangoes yeah even like uh, having those as little as snacks for kids are oh, great yeah. it's you know i think that's one of the great things that i've learned being in this field like there's so much that we don't know even mm -hmm. i'm continually evolving oh, and learning day, right? and upgrading <laughs> and because it's fun yeah and at the end of the day you know as i get older you know, I realize, okay, I've got to preserve every neuron. I've always told people every neuron is precious. I mean, now you're talking to a neurobiologist who mm -hmm. studied these neurons, these beautiful, beautiful cells in the brain. And the reason why it's so important to do this now, we talk about this in the book. I mean, you can change your brain at any age. We yes. have people who are in their eighties and nineties who would come into the clinic, get scanned, and we could still make improvements to their brain function, to blood flow to the brain. And again, it's doing simple things like cleaning up your diet, mm -hmm. bringing the amount of sugars down in your diet. That's when I taught the brain-directed weight loss group, one of my favorite things to do with people for a week was track the amount of sugar that you're consuming wow. just for a week. Literally just look at your label. It tells you how much, how many grams of sugar that you're taking in per day or you're taking in per serving. And I sort of had a rule for people. I said, if it had more than five grams of sugar per serving, put it back. Mm. And what you want to do, if anybody who's listening, if you want to challenge yourself on how to be brain healthy, try to keep your sugar consumption to between 25 grams to 35 grams per day, which is, it's very difficult to do that. The mm. average person's taking in about 90 to 100 grams per day when you look at the fruits. Now, fruits are the good sugars, so don't knock yourself. You, can, you yeah. have to count them, but they're still the good sugars. But look at everything and just see if you can set the goal of bringing the sugars down because healthy glucose utilization is so important for the brain. Like you want sugars, but you want them right. to be the healthy, clean kind when you have too much processed foods and high amounts of sugar from sodas and cookies and cakes and, you know, breads and pastas, which are... And condiments. That's where condiment, a lot of people don't condiments, realize. Ketchup, barbecue sauce, like you have about a... salad really dressing? Salad dressing. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, track it's, the sugar and see if you can't, you know, if you're taking in 75 grams a day, see if you can't get it to 50. Because the sugar, you know, think of sugar, it like crystallizes and it makes your blood thick and viscous and it damages cells over time. So it's just having too much sugar in the diet. If you're thinking about how do I protect my brain health for a lifetime besides drinking your green juices, if we can bring the sugars down, I think that's really, yeah, it's really helpful. 
because we know how to support our brain health is exercising every day. Exercising and new learning are sort of two of the great ways to keep it protected. Why exercise? Because exercise boosts blood flow yep. right throughout the brain, 400 miles of blood vessels in the brain alone. And, you know, we want good blood flow, lots of oxygen coming to the brain, nutrients carried away. And that was one of the big things I learned working at the Amen Clinics. Most people do not have adequate perfusion to the brain. And they don't, they don't know that until they get mm -hmm. scanned, but, right. and that can be from anything from exposure to toxic mold. It can be from um, alcohol. It can be from traumatic brain injuries, even mild ones. You know, mm -hmm. if you participate in collision-based sports and you're sort of shearing and tearing the very delicate neuronal structures over time, right? That can lead to low blood flow. So there's a myriad of reasons why you might've had Lyme's disease, you know, some sort of infections can have impacts on blood flow to the brain and you don't know that, but what's the number one way to help support great blood flow, getting out and exercising every day. Even if it's 30 minutes, it can be power walk. It can be 40 minutes of power walking. One mm -hmm. of the, and I've got to give my little, as a research scientist, I thought this was the coolest study. And this is just advocating for those of you who aren't like the hardcore, you know, I'm going in to get my hour run every day yeah. or, or workout. There was a study done in, they call them older adults. That was between the ages of 50 to 80. So I guess that's me. I don't, <laughs> now that I'm 50, I'm like one of the older adults. But what they did was measure hippocampal volume in the brain. So the hippocampus is the area of the brain involved in learning and memory. It helps us with our long-term memory storage. So anything that we learn during the day, when we sleep at night, the hippocampus is processing and taking all of that information and storing it into long-term memory storage. As we get older, the hippocampal volume sort of naturally declines with age. And when we get you know, into 60s, 70s, and 80s, you get about a 1% change in hippocampal volume. So it starts to shrink. And why do I keep talking about this? So for some people who have Alzheimer's disease, we will have you get an MRI and we'll look at your hippocampal volume and we'll compare it to a normal group and say, you know, how much does it shrink? It just helps us you know, see if your Alzheimer's is again, due to the loss of the, that brain tissue. So the study found, okay, right. As we advance in age every year, you might lose 1% of that volume. But if you do 40 minutes of aerobic activity, and this is just power walking over the course of the year, the hippocampal volume grew by 2%. Oh, that's, yeah. And that was versus people who just did stretching and toning. So again, as people get older, they kind of stop doing aerobic exercise, but they might stretch or do something light. Those people still had the decrease in volume. So again, a little pitch for brain health. If you can't exercise, most people can walk, mm -hmm. right? And if you can't walk, because I have some people who can't do that, there are these cuffs that you can get that squeeze the blood in the legs. So remember if you get a surgical procedure now in yeah, the operating we room, some of, some you've of got the cuffs. Similar, something similar. Yeah. 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 So, you know, even if you can't do the walking because you have peripheral neuropathy or, I mean, you know, everybody's at different stages in their life, you can even get the cuffs that will squeeze your legs and help to keep blood flowing throughout your body. So yeah. There's always a way. There's always a way. There's always a way. I think yeah. it's, we need to start looking at what we can do versus right. focusing on what we can't do. Right. 
There's so always important. something, even people that I work with who have dementia, we've been able to improve blood flow to their brain and still sort of slow down the progressive course. And I think that's what's so exciting. You know, mm -hmm. we're at a time where, you know, instead of going, oh my gosh, I'm getting older, it's inevitable, my brain is gonna go into decline. I've seen it's just the opposite. There's still things we can do to restore, repair, and preserve as we yeah. age. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, we just need to make it socially acceptable to be healthy. We've made yeah. it socially acceptable to say, oh yeah, well, I'm getting older. Well, I okay, know. so. <laughs> so that's, it's, we're now going to start seeing, I think, longer health spans and lifespans. I think the yeah. average age now is 79 in the US. So I say, I think we can challenge that. Right? Yeah. See more centenarians, more healthy people living longer, healthier, happier, whole lives. Yeah. It's like those people that live in the blue zones that hit, you know, yes. those centenarians, they hit that age, not just because of the food and the relationships they have, but they're active. They're, they're outdoors. moving, they're gardening, yes. they're hiking. They're literally doing stuff to increase that blood flow to the brain and moving their body. And so, yes. So well, they're connected to their environment. Yeah. Everybody who lives in the blue zone seems to really have a connection to the land, a connection mm -hmm. to their families. And, you know, those are, a lot of those people are living very simple lifestyles. Yeah. It doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to have all of the crazy biohacking equipment right. that people talk about that. Yes, we have in the clinical setting. I mean, we have it there for people who need it, but I think yeah. there's a lot of healing properties just by, you know, going out, we've got a hundred plants at our house, cactus and things. And I am officially the chief landscape officer. So what do I do? I'm out there, you know, every two days they need to be watered. We're always changing things in the garden and that's so much fun. Yeah. So that's as much as important your brain health equation as all of the other things we've discussed. So it's almost like tailor something that works for you. Mm -hmm. And then if you have more questions, you reach out to us. Yes. Right. <laughs> so we can help you strategize how to be even, you know, have greater brain health and, yeah. and take care, better care of your brain health as you yeah. age. Yeah. How to optimize your environment and how to optimize your brain. Cause everybody's brain's a little bit different. Oh, everybody's brain is different. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is, it is for sure. But uh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you, Dr. Kristen Willemere, so much for joining us. And I'm just so grateful for your knowledge and your time. And thanks for coming on today. I loved it. I loved it. I love it. Thank you so much for the invitation to come back. I'm just so proud of you and all of the wonderful things that you're doing. And if I can ever be of support to you, please let me know. Yes. Thank you. Yay. Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Whole You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happyholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Whole You on Facebook and at Happy Whole You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.